look at this. Mike's Daily Podcast. It's FF episode 2566. Mike's Daily Podcast. 2566. It's Mike Matthews. And it's really the way the water's coming out of the sky. It's making me fly and kind of messing up my rhymes. But that's all I got for today. It is. It's like snowing here. It's Mike's Daily Podcast. It just doesn't snow here. So this is weird. But that's what we got in California. Mike's The strangest daily winter podcast I've ever experienced in yeah. California. Winter will be over next month. But this is uh, it's crazy. Not quite March yet. Just about at the end of February. But listen... Rain coming down, snow everywhere. I watch, I don't know if you've seen this on YouTube. I don't know if you go on YouTube. If you don't go on YouTube, you're a smart, smart person. And I applaud you. But perhaps you have and you've seen some of the, I was watching KTLA. I remember I used to watch them early in the morning. They always seem to have these awesome teams. And then KTLA is the station that brings the Rose Parade every year, pretty much. I know other stations will do the Rose Parade, but I think they're seen nationally. They're really good at it. So they were talking all about this crazy weather and this RV park over there where 126 meets the meets five highway five. And there is a uh, RV park and this river. Is it the, do we call that the Santa Clara river? I forget. But it's the one that goes all the way down through Fillmore, Santa Paula, and out into the ocean, down through the... Maybe it's the Ventura River, I forget. I used to live in Ventura County for decades. But the, the, the creek... And here's today's podcast picture. ...turned into a raging river and a huge Winnebago just fell... Did they still make Winnebagos? An RV, whatever they're called, fell right into the, the, the river and washed away. Crazy! Seeing this Here we are at Cafe Anyway Somewhere in Podcaster Valley The last place on earth Here is a wonderful podcast picture To see at Mike'sDailyPodcast.com Of a beautiful sunset This was last week on Thursday in Fremont The late great Basil the Boxer and I Used to enjoy seeing Many a great sunset And all kinds of cool things All around the Bay Area We never got down to Southern California But the Bay Area We did get up to Shasta twice With Basil We went So If you're a dog owner You go everywhere But now I'm seeing people traveling with cats And cats you know They pretty much don't Go and investigate like dogs do The, the ones that I've seen Rocky the cat we have We take him to Half Moon Bay I'll post a picture of that soon But he j- And there is a p- podcast picture a couple weeks back of him going to we had taken him we took him to the beach in November that's right and he just sits on us he doesn't go on the sand he, he he's afraid of the, the the waves are too loud for him I don't know he's a cat dogs love it they run into the waves they just want to run run they love the smells they chase the birds they love beaches not the movie they don't care for the movie beaches but 
There was a movie called Beaches For those of you who are ultra young Listening to this podcast Thank you for listening if you are And I'm amazed that you are listening to a podcast Because I think the time has come to realize All of us podcasters That this really didn't go the way we wanted it to Mike, it's Mikey Fikey So Mark Barron's made a bunch of money off of his podcast But I saw an interview with him today It's that YouTube channel Great. Where Kevin Nealon, he used to be on Saturday Night Live He was the, uh, what do you call it? The, the news report guy News update guy He did that for a while After Colin Quinn left Or was it before Colin Quinn left? It was, maybe it was Kevin Nealon left And then Colin Quinn came in I forget But what he did he, What he does now is He goes on these hikes And he brings uh, His phone I guess Or a camera That he puts on a selfie stick And then he walks with people All kinds of famous people Paul Rudd uh, uh, Matthew Modine He bring, <laughs> He had Paul Reiser on Lots of people from Stranger Things And he had Mark Maron on Recently and they're walking around the hills over there above uh, uh, d- the Glendale near Pasadena. And they're talking and Mark Barron mentioned that he got into podcasting the same year basically I did, 2009. And he was talking about how back then it was basically just him and uh, what's his name? Corolla. Uh, that guy. And the... Uh, Couple other comedians But not that many people doing podcasts And I guess he, he got popular He had Obama on his podcast Bruce Springsteen And he continues to do movies and such But here's the thing A lot of podcasts Okay, here 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 is the problem And that is When you are driving And you want to listen to a podcast Unless you got some kind of fancy system that I don't know about, for the most part, it's very tricky to listen to podcasts. You got to invest in finding podcasts before you're driving. Because if you're trying to look for a podcast when you're driving, you're going to get in an accident. You're going to get your insurance raising up, rates going up. Because it is... Every app that I've tried The TuneIn app iHeart Odyssey Google Play Apple Podcasts They all are Stitcher They're all tricky When it comes to Just while you're driving Picking a podcast Unless you ask them To pick a podcast for you And then nine times out of ten It's going to be a podcast That sounds awful Got poor, poor, poor Production value Or is a YouTube Channel episode It's it's a episode from a YouTube Someone's YouTube channel That they just made into podcast mode And that audio is bad Because it's, it's, it's basically not meant For the medium of sound It's meant for a visual medium And you're driving along And you're like what what's he pointing at I don't get what shirt she She's talking about some dress But what what I can't see the dress What's she talking about Arr. My little pirate sound effect for you just now That's a nightmare of a show And all in all I think people are wanting stuff that's easier Podcasting You have to do a lot of uh, Pre-arranging You have to assign What episodes you like 
As we go outside a cafe anyway, we were bringing you Mike's Daily Podcast. I'm on Podcaster Valleyton, the last place on earth. It's raining out here. I'm getting wet. But the thing is, no, I got an umbrella that I'm holding while I'm holding this microphone. I have lots to say. The thing is, people are not listening to podcasts the way that people thought maybe in 2009 or 2010 when Mark Maron was getting popular and Joe Rogan and everybody. Well, Joe Rogan got popular more recently. I think back then it was, uh, what's his name? The Nerdist and all those folk. But it... If you if, if somebody goes I want to try listening to podcasts Let's see I'm in my car uh, Hey Alexa play a podcast It'll play something that 9 times out of 10 Just reeks Though I don't know This format Isn't going to go away anytime soon This medium So at some point People will Oh yeah oh, what about cereal Yeah I don't know some people really get People love those murder podcasts They do really well They're always at the top of the list When it comes to podcasts With the most listens And this is a conversation I had with somebody Who's all into podcasts And radio And audio And he said He works at Berkeley He said That would be the UC Berkeley He said They don't People don't When they're listening to podcasts or when they're looking for a podcast They don't What was it he said? They they just don't Oh they don't The statistics that we have For finding out if people are listening to podcasts We don't know We, we don't have actual The best way to calculate that The best data It's a little bit like Okay did they listen to the whole podcast Or did they listen to the first five seconds did they actually listen to the whole thing? YouTube will let you know, oh, on average, most people watch the first two minutes of your podcast and then they got bored and left. But or your your video. But with podcasting, it's a little more difficult. That's my little rant against podcasts. And then of course there's a lot of disinformation. I would say podcasters There's a lot of disinformation coming out of podcasters But that's more of a YouTube thing Or a social media thing Facebook thing Instagram People just easily post something like a, Or Twitter One sentence, one word type of thing Spreading Or and you know and Then it's a link to something That may have disinformation Here's a Commentary that I saw recently Somebody said Nina Jankowicz And her Orwellian Disinformation Governance Board May have been shut down But the Biden administration's Ambitions to censor The internet Weren't Apparently the State Department Has been funding A British non-profit Through a pair Of American Non-profits The goal is to Defund and ultimately Shut down websites Supposedly spreading Disinformation Not coincidentally the targeted websites all carry information The Biden administration Don't want you to know about They include The New York Post Which broke the Hunter Biden laptop story Ironically dismissed as misinformation It's remarkable that the Biden administration Has spent so much energy Trying to silence its critics What's more 
It's a clear violation of the First Amendment. In America, the government simply can't censor private companies, even indirectly. Okay, that's fascinating that this commentator says that. Because a lot of people, and she's, this is a right-wing commentator. A big problem that right-wingers have is that the certain private companies are deplatforming them. Twitter taking Trump off, although Trump is back. Uh, Facebook taking a lot of people down, etc. And however, those are private companies and they can do what they want. Spending taxpayer, taxpayer money to help a foreign organization pressure advertisers to defund their media critics is a new low. And it needs to stop immediately, she says. Well, I would agree with that. I would be very irate to hear that my taxpayer money is going to just frivolous things. But yes, there is also this worry that a lot of us have that, and this is the the big trial going on, uh, the big uh, case uh, with the Supreme Court about what tech companies can do and say and post that can spread this misinformation, disinformation, and cause people to believe things that they should, that, that are, are completely f- outrageously false. What can you even say? Remember the old game, true and f- true or false? And people would play this game. Or what am I thinking of? Some, something. Well, yeah, uh, it was the, uh, okay, it wasn't a game. It actually was a test, I believe you had to do. It's the true or false questions that you'd have to do in school. That's the game Although it really wasn't It was a game But you had to do it Or you wouldn't graduate High school Or whatever the class was So things are true Things are false And in this world Of The information People Push stuff out there That Something is definitely false They start to make it look like It's more true And then everything gets A little more gray What do you think about all this? You can call me at 510-228-4640-510-228-4640 Trying to be as eloquent as I can You can see I'm not a shining star of eloquence at the moment So you feel free to chime in and call that number And let me know what you think Here's another bit of interesting information Boy, I can't even say interesting information I wanted to say interesting And just smash words together. My brain is moving too fast for my mouth. Well, job openings and labor turnover in California. What's going on here? California had over 1 million job openings in December last year. But it was about... Oh, we had about 20,000 more job openings than the month previous in November. Eh... That's a little bit better That's fine We'll take it The job openings The rate was 6.6% in December The national rate was 6.7 Nationally uh, Point Something Of a percent better In December California had 550,000 hires 
589,000 people leaving jobs Really? Among the December sep- uh, separations in California We call them separations Because it includes people quitting People being laid off And those two things So apparently 381,000 people quit In the month of December And 174,000 were laid off Bye bye, see you later And you know, it's tough to get laid off in California We got all these laws and rules People, uh, bosses gotta be really careful They can't just go, you're fired They can't go all Trump and go, fired, you're fired the, they don't the, the, the man with the most catchphrases In the history of the world Well So people are let go In California But they, there's got to be a big paper trail involved It can't just be a random thing Or The law can get involved Lawyers It can get escalated The ratio of unemployed persons per job opening In California Was 0.6 in December Compared to 0.5 Nationally That was from The Bureau of Labor Statistics That just came out And one more interesting thing Emily Coors She is the foreperson Of the special grand jury In Fulton County That was The the one involved with uh, uh, Trump And uh, the grand jury on Trump Uh, Let's see Oh well Emily Kors Went on media tour She went on a media tour of sorts According to MSNBC With interviews to NBC News The New York Times The Atlanta Journal Constitution And other news outlets And she's apparently enjoying her moment in the spotlight She revealed the names of witnesses who testified On the grand jury Ooh Ooh, not good She told The media that some witnesses were immunized She confirmed that the jurors had listened to a recording of former President Donald Trump's phone call With Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger And had discussed the slate of alternate electors When she was asked whether Trump was one of them She replied You're not going to be shocked It's not rocket science The lawyer Steve Martin said Not the comedian She should not have offered And the media folks That asked her should not have asked Her the way they did It's easy to see in five seconds That she can be pulled in any direction The questioners knew And they all went for a scoop Not a good day in America press Or jurisprudence Saturday Night Live poked Fun at her last night According to Fox News Attorney Andrew McCarthy Said Emily Kors The forewoman of a special grand jury As part of the Georgia criminal probe Into former President Trump May have dealt a terrible blow To prosecutors with her unusual tour In a pair of appearances She appeared to strongly hint That Trump was among those Recommended for criminal charges While laughing, joking And making animated facial expressions That seemed to provide answers She knew she wouldn't be offering McCarthy, a senior fellow At the National Review Institute Believes any fair-minded lawyer Would object to her behavior 
There is a terrible thing. This is a terrible thing, he said. She basically flouted the secrecy rules of the grand jury. She flouted the judge's order. She makes the whole enterprise down there in Georgia look like, you know, Trump called it a kangaroo court. Whether it's really a kangaroo court or not, in that colorful sense, we'll have to see as the proceedings go by. But it's absolutely true that it's a terrible blow for their legal system. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney previously ordered that any recommendations on who should or should not be prosecuted would remain a secret for now to protect their due process rights. The special grand jury did not have the power to issue indictments and it will ultimately be up to Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis to decide whether to seek indictments from a regular grand jury. So... Coors has irked liberal CNN and MSNBC, says Fox. MSNBC uh, pundits with comments made to their own colleagues that may have inadvertently helped Trump's legal team. Because you'd be in jail. But CNN and NBC News provided Coors with the platform and she drew attention to both networks during the pair of viral on-camera interviews. What in, what in the world is that about? While legal experts think Coors Media Blitz may ultimately benefit the former president, McCarthy feels liberal pundits from CNN and MSNBC can't be mad at their own networks for putting Coors in front of the camera. He said the news side of media organizations must make decisions that will sometimes annoy their colleagues. Outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. Look who's here. Hello, Michael Matthew. It's Madame Rudebego, and I love to be on court trials. Ooh. Yikes. Don't say that too loud, because then you'll be on one every five seconds. People need jurors, like, big time, all the time, it seems, especially in the Bay Area. Do you like all the rain that's coming down and the snow and everything? Yes. Do you like the fact that uh, it's almost spring and we're still getting rain and snow? Yes. Are you a big fan of peppermint hot chocolate? No. You know, it's not for everybody. Especially if back in college you may have had too much of that peppermint schnapps. But that's, that's a thing that happens in college. Uh, an avid foe of subversive disinformation... Quinn Hillier of the Washington Examiner said, I guess now I should be bashing myself. An economically powerful media filtering group has flagged one of my columns as disinformation. This puts me somewhat in the position of the right wing protester, although I'm far from right wing. In the October 15, 1984 entry of the comic strip Bloom County, who informed a police officer that because protests show a disrespect for authority that right-wingers usually deplore, it was the offer's duty to bash our heads. Actually, I shouldn't make light of it because the flagging of my column is part of a nasty... Didn't you love Bloom County? Oh, what with the penguin, Opus, and the, the cat that kept going, Ack, and oh, that was such a great... Comic. I had to. It, it was published. Speaking of college, it was published in my college newspaper every day, and every day I had to read it, even though most of the time I didn't understand it. Must be like this podcast for some people. So 
apparently uh, this person says it's costing my publication a great deal of money and depriving easy access to the Washington Examiner's work for a huge number of readers. Uh, well, the Washington Examiner's Gabe Kaminsky had the report on Thursday. Well-funded disinformation tracking groups are part of a stealth operation blacklisting and trying to defund conservative media. Major ad companies are increasingly seeking guidance from purportedly nonpartisan groups claiming to be detecting and fighting online disinformation. These same disinformation monitors are compiling secret website blacklists and feeding them to ad companies with the aim of defunding and shutting down disfavored speech. But the material, the author, Chris, uh, Quinn Hillier continues to say, but the material these groups label as disinformation often is opinion well within the mainstream of American political thought. And in my case, some anodyne facts used to support the opinion. In short, what amounts to a secret big tech effort at censorship is using economic blackmail to keep readers from even seeing opinions. Of which the left disapproves But if you get offended That's the way the cookie crumbles no. <laughs> And goes on to whine even further Well This is all happening On the internet Voices are not being heard Podcasts are not being listened to Because it's too difficult to find the podcasts Platforms What platforms People are speaking Who's, who's hearing them The people that get the most ears are the weird people like Emily Kors, the odd ones. The odder you are, the more people are listening to you. And that's how it is. Isn't that cool? Look who else is here. Hello, Dave Mike. This is Valentino, the parenting attendant. And this is Bison Bentley. Do you know that? Mike, this is fascinating, all this stuff you're talking about. Dave. Yeah, fascinating. Do you know that? Yeah, you guys like the rain? It's okay. Yeah, we hate it. All right. You're not going to say it? You know that? Okay. All this rain. But we need the rain. So see the picture of the wonderful sunset in Fremont, California at mikesdailypodcast.com. That is also where you can reach me and find the phone number to call or catch all the other places you can listen to the podcast. And just enjoy yourself for the rest of the day however long of the day is left enjoy it somebody said to me oh mike i listen to your podcast when i see your little instagram post yes i'm on instagram my handle is at mike's daily podcast and she goes then she listens to a little bit of the podcast and then she falls asleep isn't that nice i hope she's not having horrible nightmares if she is she should listen to that whatever that Mark Marion podcast is. I'm sure he is fascinating because he interviews people and he's real and people just expose themselves and they talk about what's going on in their lives and people are interested because they're celebrities. Uh, that's that's like what podcasts have become. In this great big world where everything is going on, war is happening. Oh, and by the way, I just found out too, when my mom passed away, shortly after, a few weeks later, her sister died as well. 
Yes, not the best year, 2022. Well, after all this time, now it took me a couple months to sell my mom's house. My cousin, who was trying to sell her mom's house, uh, it took her, she just finally sold it. And this is in Germany. And apparently the people that bought the house are refugees from the Ukrainian war. So it kind of made me feel good inside to hear that people were finding some sanctuary in the house that my mom's sister lived in for practically her, her whole life. And then I visited it many times over as long as I've been alive, they've had that house. So I went and got to see it many times in the fine little town of Belheim, Germany. Someone is finding some peace in the house that my uncle and aunt used to have. So, and where my cousin grew up, that made me feel good deep down in this crazy, crazy world with all the stuff going on. There's podcasts going on so far off in the periphery that nobody's noticing. And that's fine with me. So I'm very grateful that you found this podcast today. Next podcast, it'll be the wonderful Shelly Shuhart, Floyd the Floorman, and John Deere the Engineer with more ways to reach me. It's A-Frame. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.